Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with the telephone doctor, Nancy Friedman, and Nancy is an expert on customer service, communication skills, and sales. Nancy Friedman is a sought-after keynote customer service speaker at annual conferences, franchise, and corporate meetings, both large and small. Her programs are inspiring, motivational, and entertaining, creating a memorable session all attendees can use immediately and forever. Fun, distinctive, fast-paced, and energy-filled, this customer service speaker's fast wit and laugh-out-loud audience participation has everyone wanting more, including myself. Labeled a don't-miss session, Nancy always delivers the goods. And Today, Nancy and I are going to have a conversation on the four C's of communication, COVID, civility, culture, and customers. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Thank you for coming on the show today. Are you kidding? You're one of the faves and the best. I, I, no, <laughs> well, smoking, I no smoke in your face, sir. No smoke in your face. It's just it's just always a pleasure. You're a good listener, and you ask the best questions. Thank you. As a Thank former you. franchisor, I'm eager to get to you. Well, it's it's the truth. You know, so it's funny, it, baby. Oh, it, you know, it's, well, it's funny. I realize, you know, we haven't. I feel like we've spoken, but we haven't, I don't think. You know, I follow you so much on social media. I subscribe to your newsletter, but I don't think we've spoken since COVID, have we, on, on the phone or an interview? Not during, not, you're right, Marty, not during COVID. Um, and we've never met, which is uh, That's not That's the funny part of our today. relationship. <laughs> it is but funny. But I know that if we, met, if we met for a cup of coffee or a drink, your choice, drink, 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 if we met... <laughs> uh, <laughs> My guess is we would pick it up right where we left off. That's yes. the kind of personalities that we both have, I guess. That's right. Uh, which That's is right. It's so true. You know, today, Nancy, we're going to talk about the, the four C's of communication. It's such an interesting topic um, because, you know, the theme of our show, I mean, it was hard to get through a single show without talking about COVID. And, you know, like so many companies over the last couple of years, many, of course, were hit with frustrations, fears, and things that they didn't know how to handle. Your situation was interesting too, Nancy, because, you know, for people who don't know you, I mean, your presentations to me, when I see them, you know, on, on YouTube, I mean, it's almost like a rock concert to some extent, you know, I mean, you were in the face of, of, of your customers, but you had a pivot during COVID as well, didn't you? What, what was that experience like for you? Okay, do you want? I can. I guess I can tell it. Um, I've been going for 20 years to an exercise uh, to a very famous, not a famous gym, but a good gym here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And when COVID hit, they had to close. And I said to Dick, you know, we've got a beautiful gym downstairs. Why aren't we using it? We shouldn't use it to hang our clothes on. So we went downstairs, and one day I thought I was 35 years old, and I got on a health rider. You're familiar with that, and it pulled it back and forth. Um, as strong as I could, as long as I could, five days, you know, five days in a row. And mm-hmm. the following week, real, real, real pains under my uh, chest area, I guess, boobs would oh, be the no. best word. But anyway, right. <laughs> and I thought I pulled some muscles. And so I called the doctor. She said, heat and ice, heat and ice, heat and ice. Mm-hmm. Next week, I said, hey, pain's still there, heat and ice. So after the third week, I said, something's wrong. Muscles shouldn't last this long, bad muscles. Right. So they came in and they said, well, let's do, let's do a chest x-ray. So they did a chest x-ray, and the next day I get a call and say, hey, there's an abnormal nodule on your lung. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, What's no. an abnormal nodule? Right. They go in, they do a biopsy, stage one cancer. Now, the good oh, news no. is they removed the lobe, they took out the cancer, and no chemo and no radiation. Wow. Here's the theory. COVID saved my life. Talk about a pivotal turn. Had I been at the gym, I would have been exercising properly because they would not Mm -hmm. have let me do that. Right. And I may not be talking to you here today. So every day is a gift, as we know. I am very grateful 
uh, I don't know how else to say it. I, I can make that story right. an hour long or just as short as I did. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, but you material. I didn't even know that, Nancy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something, you know, it, it, I mean, I hear you hear a lot of stories like yours, you know, I mean, it seems like everyone has, you know, their right. their own COVID story, you right. know, to, to some extent. But it was interesting, you know, because I, I did think about you during COVID when this was going on, you know, it was interesting because you created this this whole Zoom program information. And, and, and I understand it's it's become very successful, hasn't it? Our Zoom programs, I'm blessed. Yeah, I, I, you know, a little bit has to do with the fact that, I'm a, that my professional career um, mm-hmm. that I'm not right. just sitting going blah 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 blah. Right. So it's, right. it's very interactive. Uh, yes. It's fun. We give prizes. Um, I think it's called I Go Across the Lights, but I don't know. Anyway, the, I'm yeah. I'm delighted with it. I and I'm, this is the first time I'm saying this, so you're getting what do they call it a scoop? Yeah, uh, I was I was chosen for IFA to do a third in a year, my third time in the third year in a wow. row, I should say, for uh, for the roundtable. Wow! And I was so excited, and I mentioned to my uh, to my doctor, I'm I'm going to be going to San Diego for IFA, and she mm-hmm. said, "How many people go there?" I said, "Well, I told I'm told it's a record, possibly four thousand. She says, "You're not right. going." Oh no! You're not going. You cannot put yourself into four thousand right. people who you don't know. Don't mm-hmm. know who's been vaccinated. Don't want you know. And I, I thought right. long and hard. And after I cried it out, I called yeah. Paul Rocchio, who you, Rocchio, who you must know. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, he was so kind. He said, you know, health is more important. So I'm not able to go, but through shows like this, like yours, and and maybe right. I don't know, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to IF in San Diego. Are you I going? It. I'm not going, Nancy. No, I. <laughs> We we had some you know similar issues with my wife you know is she she's been having she's been in and out of the hospital the last couple of months oh. and um, yeah so so with our situation we have to be very careful that I yeah. don't get sick or my son gets sick because I mean, she's just having these blood platelet issues and it's it's been terrible so it's it's like we've been. <laughs> indoors a lot, you know, and it's yeah. fine. I mean, you know, we all get along with each other. You know, we, we enjoy each other's company just like, you know, you, you, you enjoy, you know, spending time with your husband, Dick, but, you know, it's, it's, I, I understand, you know, what, what you just told me, you know, it is, it's, it's a scary time, you know. Um, and it, some people don't know they have, they have underlying issues and right. that's why they get so sick. Right. So thank exactly. God, you know, the, Anyway, I hope she gets out and well. And she, yeah, I know you're she, taking she, good care of her. She, I am. I'm, I'm doing my best. I, I really am. You, you've written some some great articles too. As I told you, Nancy, I, I subscribe to your newsletter, so I, so I do read. Um, you know, a lot of the articles you wrote. One of the interesting ones I thought was um, you, you had some post-COVID customer service tips. I, I, I want to see if I could tell you this story in 30 seconds, but it, it, you might be able to relate to it. My um, mom, during COVID, she was terrified to leave the house. She's, she's older. She's approaching her 80s. And unfortunately, her, her cell phone died and she had to get a new one. She couldn't get it at the store, so she had to order it online. And they mailed it to her at her house. And she's like, okay, now what do I do? You know, and... Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she calls customer service, and they're trying to help her, you know, put it together. And three hours on the phone, um, I mean, by the end of the call, she w- she was crying because she was just so frustrated with with with, with customer service. I I think um, not. Well, not everybody was prepared for this, right? But I mean, especially when it right. came to the customer service aspect. So I, I was thinking, you know, maybe you could talk about some um, post-COVID customer service tips. Uh, yeah, we we can. I just need to know. Does does your mom? Does she have an Apple? She has. Yes, she does. She's an Apple person. Because the Apple customer care is, they will stay on with you for three hours. And mm-hmm. I, because it has happened to me, yes. only because my frustrations grow and I can't understand it. But they are beyond on the one to ten scale. They're an eleven. So. Uh, mm-hmm. The frustration usually comes more from the customer than the uh, Apple person. Anyway, right, and I think uh, that's where it was coming from was her frustration. I think with herself, maybe, oh, and she sure. was intimidated by technology, you know. But I right. think about all the, you know, older people that that are out there, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, they had to, 
you know, become very dependent on customer service. But it doesn't seem like sometimes it's like the old days where you can get somebody on the phone right away. It's a lot of times, you know, you're redirected and you're not always directed to, um, to, to, to the right person. But every industry needs customer service, right? And that's why, you know, that's the beauty of your business. I mean, you have a pretty big market, don't you? Thank you. Yeah, it, it, yes, we do. Uh, and you just touched on so many things that I want to talk about. And because yeah. I'm ADD, I'm going, where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start? <laughs> okay. But we cannot let COVID be an excuse. We just cannot. Mm-hmm. I walked right. in, I did, I called or walked in, I don't remember. And I said, where's my whatever? And she said, well, it's COVID. I said, you're kidding. Is it, is mm. it, it's COVID? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know. When did that start? So blaming COVID, (laughs) I'm glad you're laughing because I had to, blaming COVID is an excuse. Now, we don't let our kids make excuses. Mm -hmm. Why should we let our our teammates step up to the the plate and get the ball and say, hey, we are, you know, we are understaffed. I apologize. This is coming. You know, if you have, if you tried to buy furniture, Marty, uh, I ordered a couch in in May. I haven't gotten it yet. You're kidding. Oh. So, I mean, I'm not. Wow. And they're thinking maybe April, you know, maybe wow. April. So it's taking nine to 12 months for some things, not everything, for some right. things to get through. And the supply chain is another issue they blame it on. But And, and it's the truth. Right, right. But, right. you know, step, COVID is here. I don't know how long it's going to be. You don't know how long it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we right. more masks or whatever. Get, I mean, move on. And I, I don't have an answer for COVID other than right. everybody's pretty much in the same boat. Right. Everybody's pretty much in restaurants. And the way to do it is just up the surface, put that phony smile on if you need to, like right. we're doing now. But you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it just speaks volumes. It speaks volumes to say something with a smile and say, yeah. you know, Mr. McDermott, I apologize. It's just it's all screwed up, and, and we will get it fixed for you. There doesn't need to be an excuse. As long as you right. tell the person, we will get it fixed for you. It may take a little longer than you want it to, but we will get it fixed for you, sir. Right. And the, the blood pressure just just drops and drops right. and drops a little right. each time. So, That's the frustrating yeah, part, Nancy. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the frustrating part is that you know, I think for for me, I mean, I think, you know, in, in my assessment of, of, of looking at COVID over the last couple of years is, I mean, not everyone is cut out for, for customer service. You, you mentioned something last time I had you on the show. I mean, you, you talk about something called, um, I think you called the care gene, right? Is, you know, the care not, gene, not, yeah, good for you. Right, not everybody has that, though, do they? The, the care right. gene. And I think it's, it's a critical part, you know, and that's what I'm saying that I think training should, customer service should be part of every organization as far as training goes, you know, I mean, um, and unfortunately it's not, and I don't understand that because there's a lot of businesses losing customers and, and I can't understand why, you know, it, it must be frustrating to lose a customer because you have poor customer service. I, I just think it must be very frustrating for businesses. Oh, it is. My own son just sent an email to me. He said, I hated to write this letter to the president of a bank that we've been doing business with for 35 years. And my son wrote an email saying to him, you know, I apologize for the letter, but I put in an email to your bank two weeks ago for a loan to have somebody call me. And it's been two weeks. Joe, nobody's called me back. So therefore, I went someplace else. Now, that's a loan that they lost. Uh, right. What else are we losing? It's right. Just, it, it's all an excuse. It's all right. an excuse to say, well, we're understaffed. Well, we can't do this. Well, you can't do that. It, it, people are tired of the excuses. I know because right. I hear, hey, why do I have to hear so many excuses to get something done? Right. It's so true. I wish I had a better answer than that, but no, let's no. Just, but let's just watch what happens when you don't make excuses and just say, "We are working on it. We will get it fixed. I will keep you updated." Communications, and that's why it's the four C's of communication is so important, because communicating right. with somebody—a phone call, an email, a text—saying we're still on this for you, we have not forgot. People think you forgot about them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like um, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I. I Many, many years ago, I guess I was in my early 20s, Nancy, I went to bartending school, 
You know, I, I said, so what am I going to do with my life? I wasn't really sure in my young 20s. So attending school, and, and one of the things they teach you in bartending school is not to make a drink, but to say hello to the customer. You know, that's, right. that's rule number one is you always have to greet the customer. And, and, and you know, that doesn't always happen in, in, I in today's I love to hear world. that. That's wonderful. It is. It's a great, it's, and that was always the first lesson. Right, I can't picture. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> right, I, I, just right, I don't have that image of a bartender. Right, exactly. You exactly. don't. You don't. You're a professor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like, yeah, that was that was a very long time ago, you know. But but I yeah, I thought you would you like but that they're story. Right. They're right. Yeah, yeah. it's Read it's but it, it's first. more important. Yes, absolutely. One of the um one of the four C's, Nancy, is is civility, and I, I think you know what what you're talking about there is you know I guess the the uh, just being polite you know um you mentioned um uh talking with a smile I, I think you know dick came up with the i think he gets credit for this one he said a phony smile is better than a real frown that's yes, so true does. on it? a paper napkin a paper vodka napkin yes he got that thank you you got a great memory or good notes but either way the the civility what has happened to it today i mm-hmm. please thank you and you're welcome you used to we beat our kids into that to say that tell the lady please tell the, tell the lady thank you say right. you're welcome right uh it it hasn't disappeared totally the other day somebody mm-hmm. did hold an elderly gentleman right. at the door for me and i said so civility is not dead yet right uh, exactly it's so true but it, isn't it's it going, it's going down down the wayside, and I feel badly for our kids today. I really, really do. I don't want to get into any politics, but sure. our topics of communication, customer service, you can, I don't think you can find it in any curriculum in any high school, college, no. or even you know, grade, middle school, grade school. Right. I, right. I, I, to, I totally agree with that, Nancy, you know, is it, and it should be. Right. It's a political discussion, but right. It should be taught in, in you know, to our, our young children, you know, and um, oh. it, 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 it's not my, my grandfather. I don't know if I ever told you this story, Nancy. My grandfather, he um, he came from Tunis, Tunisia. You know, when you look at me, you probably don't see any roots towards Tunis, Tunisia, but that's where he's from. And he, he wow. never really mastered. He never mastered the English language well, but he always said to me, he said, you know, in, in America, all you need is really like five words. He says, please, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Hello and goodbye. And he said, you can get by <laughs> and, and, and you can have a life wonderful. here in America, you know, and I just I always remember that's, that, you know, and I tried to, yeah, instill that in, in, in my son, you know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of all these stories when, when, when I talk to you. But, you know, one of the things that, that I love about your presentations is that you, you have a sense of humor, you know, and, and I think that's so important when it comes to customer service too, isn't it? Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because some people, when they see that, they say, well, I'm not a comedian. You know, how do I have a sense of humor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that comes under culture. I was on a yeah. panel a while back, and they were all talking about these big, humongous companies, Marty. Uh, well, this is our culture, and this is our culture, and we do this, and we do that. Nancy, what, what about you? What's going on at Telephone Doctor and Service Skills? And I said, of all the things that you, you said, I've not heard sense of humor as right. a culture. So right. that's what Telephone Doctor and Service Skills, our e-learning platform, has been based on is right. our family, our dinner table, when, when our kids were growing up, I mean, it was, it was the most fun place in the world to be. And I don't oh. know about that today, but the bottom line <laughs> is, if you don't have a sense of humor in business, and I'm not talking about telling jokes or being a comedian, right. the ability right. to you know, self, self-deprecate every once in a while, make fun mm-hmm. of yourself, uh, right. have some fun, it, it, just, it, it makes a, a wealth of difference, a huge, a right. huge difference. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't spread it any better than that. Thank you. These right. programs are filled with humor, and that comes from yeah. my growing up. And right. you ask any real comedian, you ask any Jerry Seinfeld, Don Rickles, it's good to get yeah. a hold of them. Yes. <laughs> you know, any of those great comedians. Uh, yeah. What what were their what were their family table dinners like? And they're going to say it was always our sense of humor. It was always pop right. saying something funny. It was always making fun of mom in a loving way. Uh, there's just there's so much people could do with their sense yeah. of humor. Now, right. like the care team, not everybody has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel 
I feel sorry for those people. They can't laugh at themselves. Right. They make a mistake. They go hysterical instead of saying, right. you know, what a dummy. You know, well, thank God I can fix it, you know. Right. It, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. But it's an important one. It's so important to have a great sense of humor. And that yeah. doesn't mean making fun of other people. It make, means making fun of yourself. Sure. Right, right, absolutely. We, um, we had um, issues with our mobile phone. Um, it was a billing situation, Nancy, with um, – I, I don't have an Apple we have, uh, I wouldn't even say the company, but um, nevertheless, the, the gentleman that was helping us, he had this wonderful sense of humor, you know, and, and I think that's so important in customer service, you know, because we didn't feel, I guess, as bad as the, the situation was, you know what I mean? He really, well yeah, he, he just, he put us at ease because he was joking around a bit, you know, and um, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it's just... He just, it's, he just said the word. He, he put you at ease. He put you at ease, yes. which is, you know, what it's all about. Um, exactly. I had to call the cable company a couple couple months ago, and this is what she was reading to me. Uh, oh, yes. Mrs. Friedman, I am so sorry you are having trouble. <laughs> My name is Mary for the 17th time, and Mary I'm here good. to help you. And I yes. said, Mary, would you do me a favor? Yeah. Mrs. Friedman, I am here to help you. What can I do for you? Right. I said, turn the piece of paper that you're reading from over and just talk to me like I'm your mother. <laughs> right. And she said, really? And just I just do that. Yeah. She says, well, what? She says, well, what's going on? I said, now we're talking. Right. Now we're talking. What's going on? Right. You know, how can I help you? But they get and, that scripted mentality. Yeah. You're reading it. You know, Marty, and you've heard me say this before. Scripts are for actors. Actors know how right. to read a script. That's right. You know how to read a script. Susie, yeah. Susie Smith, you know how to. But Susie Smith that's grown up and comes out right. of high school, or kind of, she doesn't know how to read a script. Right. One of the, exactly. one of the hiring techniques I used to do is, is hand somebody a newspaper or a magazine and say, pretend you're on Fox News and read me this first paragraph like it, your life depends on it. Right. Right. But, wow. That's powerful. I couldn't right. do it. It, it, but it's interesting, Nancy, because because it, it, it seems like so many companies are are still using that, right? I mean, you can tell. I, I always wonder what it must be like for you, because you are you're the telephone doctor, you know, and and it must be interesting for you every time you talk to someone in customer service. It, it must be an interesting experience for you because you're 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 the teacher, you know. I always wonder what that's yeah, like. Yeah, but for I you. don't judge. I don't. I don't judge until I've trained. Because right. if, if I judge to somebody who's not been trained, that, that's mm. not fair to me. It's not fair to them. Uh, I, I think I told you. That, I keep saying I think I told you. But it, whether I did or not, I'm going to tell you again. Mm-hmm. I was chosen to, to do one of, a, about a 10-city tour with the largest communication company in the United States at the time. And you can guess wow. who it was. So I get to the first call center, and she says, would you like to hear some calls? I said, yeah. So I listened to a bunch of calls. And she says, right. well, what do you think? I said, well, let me ask you a question. Tell me how you hire your people. She's oh, we mm-hmm. bring them in, we give them scripting, we give them reading, we give we give them uh, math, we give them statistics, mm-hmm. whole list of things. I said, where's the voice lesson? She's what do you mean? I said, mm. do you ever listen to them on the on the phone before you hire them? Because the voices were horrible. I mean, they were right. drones. There were right. no expression. There was no smile. Right, and she said, "Well, we don't do that." I said, "Well, you should start. You're bringing me in to hear the hard, the hardcore stuff, and I'm telling you, don't hire somebody without talking to them on the phone first, if right. that's what you're bringing them in for." Right, so, that is that is very powerful. When I was um, I, I was working on Madison Avenue in the late 1990s, Nancy, um, they used to always tell us to put a mirror in front of right. ourselves. Right, so so. And they said always, you know, smile, you know, is, is, and, and there's a lot of truth to that, isn't there? You, you can tell when someone's smiling. I can tell well, you're I'm smiling. Looking at the, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the one the telephone doctor produced years ago, and I'm going to send you a picture of it. And yeah. it says, be friendly before, be friendly before you know who it is. Right. So, yeah, you got to smile before you pick up that phone. Um, yeah. You're, you've got this thing going so flowingly well. I, I, you, you've been, how long have <laughs> you been doing this, Marty? I've been doing this for 15 years now. Um, but I have to tell you that not, not every show is like this. You know, I was, I was telling my wife, Connie, how excited I was to interview you today because it's just like, I feel like I'm having a cup of coffee 
and I'm talking to an <laughs> old friend. You know what I mean? So it, it's you just are. It, you it, are. It's, it, it's fun for me, you know, to, to, to have these, these, these interviews with you, Nancy. You were talking about culture, Nancy. There was um, there's this great quote that I, um, I share with my students. It's from Peter Drucker, and he says that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And, and what he was talking about was that, I mean, you could have – the best strategy or plan in the world, but if the culture is weak, the strategy is never going to get executed. So it seems like, I guess a lot of this goes back to, and you've been doing this such a long time now too, is, uh, is, is culture, right? I mean, that's really, I guess, one of the key elements of exceptional customer service. It is. Isn't it? And it's just, it, you know, top-down mentality. It's got to start at the top. If the CEO mm-hmm. doesn't have a sense of humor, the vice president right. won't have a sense of humor. Then the vice president right. of marketing won't have a sense of humor. And the trickle-down mentality. Uh, right. You can, you can name the companies where, where you see them advertise, or not advertise, interviewed. Uh, mm-hmm. You've interviewed great, great CEOs. Yes. And you know the ones that have a, have a right. sense of humor and the ones that, yes. okay, what's your next question? You know, right, uh, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, culture has a lot to do with it, and I love the I love Peter Drucker, and I love the uh, that phrase, culture yeah. is strategy for breakfast. That's yeah, I love your little you, quotes. I, thanks. They, well, they, it's, I, I I steal them from other people, by the way. I never come up with them on my own. Okay. I just I, I, that's I always, not true. I try to give credit, you know, to 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 to, to the source. And I imagine the, the culture. Um, again, I've never been to your headquarters, but I imagine the culture at Telephone Doctor is it's very positive, it's enthusiastic. I know you have a lot of your family working with the business. I, I don't know if Dick is, is still involved in it, but you have your children involved in it. You know, And I, I imagine it's a very positive culture, isn't it? Very positive. In fact, uh, when we get the neg- Nora negatives, we use our, the best thing I can say about Telephone Doctor, it's mother, father, daughter, son. That's the only family. We've got yeah. 20 20 employees, so we got 16 non-related, if you will. But uh, if if you start out with, you know, oh, it's so cloudy out today, that's a that's a downer for anybody at right. telephone doctor. Right. It's just a, just those simple little things, you know. Yep. So yeah, we don't we don't keep them very long when they're downers, and and I will say that most of our most of our employees are well over 15 to 20 years. Now we get two at 35 years. Wow. So that's incredible. It does. It is a fun place to work, um, yeah. and, and we get stuff done. David's doing. He's, yeah. I stepped into CEO, and he took over as president, and he's just wow. whipping it up with the service skills. I'm very proud of Linda, who's vice president of client services. Yada wow. yada yada. That's terrific. <laughs> I mean, I, you, right? You, you must be very proud of them, Nancy. And, and I imagine, like, right as you said, I mean, you give those statistics. You know, is, is you know the average employee works for a telephone doctor a, a very long time. I don't know if you're familiar with. Um, we, we have a supermarket out here on, in the Northeast. Um, they're called Wegmans. Are, are, is, yeah, is yeah, Wegmans out where you are? They're not. Where we they're they not. were. Uh, okay. Kudos to them because I understand they they blow your mind. You know, it just. They do. They, they, they totally blow my mind because they, um, it, it seems like every year they're in like Fortune magazines, like, it's like top 100 companies to work for. And they've always like in the top 10, like for like the last, like, I think it was like 20 years. But, but th- they, they have a, their employees have a very high level of job satisfaction. In other words, they don't call out sick. Yeah, and that's amazing because it's 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 a supermarket, and you know if if you ever go in one, you know, and you ask someone, you say, um, "Where's the ketchup?" You know, they'll actually walk you to right. that aisle. You know, but but that you know the the I've always felt that having a high level of job satisfaction that that high level of satisfaction gets passed on to the customer, doesn't it? Ultimately, it does. I mean, when you talk about franchising, and I I know that's our Key goal here, and I do want yeah. to get on that. And I don't know, how right. much, I don't know how much time we got left, but we have as much time the, as you uh, like. Oh, you're very sweet. You won't cut me out. Okay, <laughs> I will not cut uh, you out. <laughs> Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods are much like that. You ask where the ketchup is. Come on, let me show you. Um, and let me show you are just fabulous words uh, in yeah. in any retailer, any situation. Let me show you instead right. of pointing over there. So it, you make a huge, huge importance of fact there. That isn't the way to say it, but I said it anyway. Um, And I just lost track of something. I wanted something so important to tell you. Oh, franchising. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we telephone doctor was a franchisor. And I want to, 
I want to talk about why we didn't make it, and it's very interesting. Yes. Um, You know enough about franchising to know the following four words, and if you don't do this, you'll fail. Mm -hmm. Follow the system. The system. Right. Follow. That's right. It's three words. I'm sorry. Follow the system. That's okay. We brought on on five franchisees (laughs) before we had to get rid of very quickly because they did not follow the system. They right. everybody that we hired on in, and we found this too late right. thought they knew more than we did. Thought yeah. they, so they had better ways to do it. They didn't right. follow the system. Right. So if you're if you're a franchisee and you want to make it work, if you're listening to this, follow the system. Right. The franchisors, the people who who founded it and created it, found a way to make it work. Right. I, I don't know I mean, I hear it said a lot, just follow the system, follow the system. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are, pe- there are people who don't want to follow the system. Right, or can't, right. Or can't, right, exactly. And, you know, what happens if McDonald's doesn't use the right sauce? It, it, right. It's just not the same hamburger. Right, exactly. Did you see, did you and Dick see the movie, um, The Founder? Nancy, did you get to watch that? Yes, yes we did. I didn't yeah. want to because I thought it would be so bad, but it was excellent. Yeah. And, of course, Keaton fabulous uh michael keaton wasn't it yeah yeah it was it was Uh, michael keaton i was surprised right he was playing the role of ray Kroc because i never pictured him as ray Kroc, you know but but that whole movie i mean that's 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 the theme because i didn't know that in the beginning you know mcdonald's you had a similar situation to mcdonald's i didn't never realize that mcdonald's did start franchising before michael keaton's character ray Kroc came to town and they had the, the same situation was they couldn't find people that were able to follow the system, you the know, system. and right. yeah, and that's a disaster in franchising, isn't it? it but is, and then you, you did keep one of your franchisees, didn't you? Yeah. What what, what happened to the franchise kept, you did we, keep? We kept one uh, because they were willing to do maybe not graciously, yeah. but uh, but they said okay. You know, I, I said if you want to stay, this is this is this is the way we say it. Telephone right. doctors a language of of positive statements at the top of the conversation. So you will never hear a negative at the top of a conversation from right. any of our employees. And, you know, right. but they, 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 they did well and then they didn't do well. And then, yeah. then we decided we weren't, we weren't, we weren't the best probably for franchising. And I went into speaking to franchising and it, it worked right. out well. And David created service skills. So we're yes. doing okay. Uh, probably better than okay, but uh, still serving the world of franchising, and I, I love, I love the, the franchise family, as you call it, or whatever yeah, it calls it. Right. Uh, even though I'm, I'm not a franchisor anymore, but I yeah. learned a lot. And whatever I can help to the clients that I bring on, they're pretty, pretty big names, so they, they've already right. got it. You know, right. Glass Guru and Fast Signs and Big O yeah. Tires. Yeah. But the ones that you hear that are new, that aren't making it. The, the franchisees didn't follow the system, in my opinion, I right. get. Right. We, um, in, in the 750 interviews I've done, uh, Nancy, you know, um, it, it, it is interesting that not all of those franchisors did make it. You know, I mean, there were some interesting concepts that I've interviewed over the years, you know, and, and I'm sure there was a, a, a oh, several yeah. different reasons why, yeah, they, they didn't make it, you know, but um, it... it it's interesting because you've branded yourself very well, right. you know, in that franchise community, haven't you? You know, is when I think of oh. franchising, you know, it, you, you've, yeah. you've done an exceptional job, um, you know, and it must be, what's, what's the experience like for you, Nancy, in, in, in working with these franchisors and franchisees? Very rewarding. Very yeah. rewarding. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's, I'm able to help them in an area that we're, they've got good people, Right. But if, if I can tweak a word or two when they, and usually they send me a phone call and say, what's it, you know, somebody just sent me one and nobody used anybody's name. Right. They're the simple little things, Marty. The simple, you know, yes. it, it, that's what, that's what killed the Titanic. Those, those little holes in the bottom of the right. boat. Right. Right. Uh, right. And then all of a sudden the big iceberg hit, but it's the yep. simple little details that we overlook, uh, that in my opinion, that it, that telephone doctor can help of uh, just just with a tweaking of a word, uh, yeah. Not use, not using a name uh, is is how do you get a name? People don't know how to. What's your name? 
you know. Right. <laughs> How do you sell that? <laughs> so right. it's, it's, it's all, so all these yeah, it's all these little things. It's tone of voice. It's the smile in your yeah. voice. It's, it's a whole lot of stuff. But I, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding. I'm having so much fun. I just don't ever want it to end. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just. I'm, I'm blessed. And now I, you know, I'm curved. Little, what do they call it? Uh, sidelined on, yeah. on-site programs. But yeah. Yeah, it 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 is what it is, and I'm you know I'm not blaming COVID. It, I, I'll take the Zoom programs. Sure. And that's if that's if that's what they gotta get. And there's plenty there's plenty of of all kinds of meetings, franchising and non you know corporate America right. that are still going to have Zoom programs because right their right. teams don't want to be there. Right. But and 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 I do I, 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 I miss it. No, I I, I I think it's it's so important, Nancy. You know, and and this this is where your service comes in you know is is you teach you know these you're right it, it's the little things that that make a difference my my dad i don't know if you read this book it, i was i i it was in my young 20s again and my dad gave me a book uh it was it was by dale carnegie uh how to make friends and influence people you know okay you have okay not everybody's right but i think everyone should read that book the, what's amazing about that book is it's so old but yet the principles still apply to today, you know, and, and Dale Carnegie mentions in the book, you know, it's just the secret of just like using people's names, you know, in a conversation, you know, I, I think it's it, it just people like to hear their name, don't they? Marty, they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, um, but it, you know, every, it's, it's little things like that. Everything, it is. Everything old is new again. My mother yeah. had a wonderful saying, a wonderful saying, Nancy, there's very little new, just new people doing it. Yeah, wow. And that keeps That's me powerful. humble. Yes. That keeps me That's humble powerful. because, you know, didn't your, your your son must have told you jokes that your father told you that his father told him. Sure. And your son thinks it's it's the greatest thing since sliced right. peanut he butter it's when funny. he was he's like he's hearing old. it for the first time. Exactly. 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 It's so true. And these, these speakers, these speakers that there's an old, old story, and again, I, if I'm taking up too much time, just shush no, me up. No, not at all. The first time you hear something, you can say, my dear friend, Marty McDermott, who has an interview show, gave me this information. The yes. second time they say it is, um, a friend of mine told me about this. <laughs> and the third time they say, here's what I think. So it goes from credit to nothing. In three, so in three presentations. Oh, I can, oh. I can tell you that I won't name names of the keynote speakers that right. I've heard other people say, and they take it like it's their own. Right, exactly. So oh, it's, isn't what that, you it's say, so true, though, isn't it? Well, you know, you are blessed with giving credit. I, with all my heart, try to remember to give credit. Because yeah. it's just so important that you're not, I miscredited, the, if, if, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I posted yeah. it one day, I forget who, I, I, I forgot who said Ford. that too, right. right. I, you know, it's interesting because I posted that in a blog. Um, yeah. It's it's become commonplace now, hasn't it? And my son right. actually it's said like that to me. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Right. I remember my son saying that to me. Is he, he, said, he said, Daddy, if you, if you think whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. I got that from, I think, my father, but my dad got it from somebody else. I, I, somebody did, I don't know who gets credit for that tagline, but you're still right about that. I've heard Henry Ford is what I've heard, the word stop, the buck stops there. But maybe he heard it from someone. And he probably got it from his father or somebody else. (laughs) It's so true. But if if you look up Henry Ford things, you'll see see his name attached to it. I believe Dick Dick made me aware of that. He says, you got the wrong name, Nancy, credit the right person. And maybe it's because we've got, you know, we've got copyright information out there in our videos. So, you know, we, Everybody who's got copyright is is concerned whether of whether course. it's kept up that way. So right. I, it, I, I very hard if I if I'm quoting somebody, I I absolutely give them credit. Whether right. like you say, it's your grandfather or your father, uh, you didn't just create it; you just sat down to talk. Right, exactly. It's 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 so true. How um how how does social media? I mean, how has social media changed the game? Nancy, I mean, again, you've been doing this such a long time now, but I mean, social media was something new 15 years ago. Um, but, but how has it changed when it comes to customer service today? 
Well, I, the only way I can talk about that from experience is people mm-hmm. will say, you know, I've got online, I've got Yelp, I've got this, you know, how do I answer right. those? Right, right. But I, I'm slow to social media. I love LinkedIn and Bob. Yes, I tell you, you I, got, I got booked, for, I got, what do they call it, um, ousted from Facebook. I got back on. But I was six really? months, they wouldn't let me back on. You're it kidding. It's a long story. Wow, I'd love to hear that story one day. <laughs> oh well, I'll tell you. I can't imagine you getting anyway, banned from Facebook. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I got back on yesterday after six, eight months of not wow. being on. Anyway, bottom line, LinkedIn is, is where my audience is, and that's anybody yes. who's listening and wants to link in with me. I would love it. Yeah. Marty yeah. is very active in it. Your interviews, yeah. I, I cannot listen to them all, but I, yes. where I can, you're, you, I know you, you do. Yeah. You create such a, an intimacy with your uh, with your people, you. and it's Thank just you. you know Larry Larry King had that, Rush had that. Uh, Thank you. The, the big group. They let Thank people you. talk, but you know, there's somebody. There's, I've been on podcasts where I didn't know I was even on it because the host wouldn't let me talk. <laughs> I've, I've heard some of those podcasts too, and some of, oh, they're awful, aren't they? Sometimes I just um, well, yeah. You know, you want to listen to what somebody's got. Right. To say, and it, it, it's yeah. a fifty-fifty. I guess I've never done. I mean, I don't own a podcast. I'm, I'm, you anyway. should, though, right? I, I could see you doing a podcast, Nancy. But you know, you 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 hit you hit a, an important part of, of this conversation. Is uh, I was reading um, a, a book over Christmas break. Um, I think it was by uh, I think Gail Fairhurst, and she said that. Um, a lot of people believe just because they're talking, it means that they're they're communicating. But you 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 you're very big on the whole concept of listening, as well. You're you're an exceptional listener, you know. But a lot of people have trouble with that aspect of communication, don't they? Well, the reason I'm a fairly good listener is I write mm-hmm. as you talk. Wow. So when Smart. I'm on the phone, Respected. when I'm on the phone, I make notes. And I say. And not, I mean, you, I don't have every word we've said here, but I can right. go back to what we were talking about and say, well, I want to talk to you. You talked about care gene for a moment uh, or right. some blah, blah, blah. And I, right. So I feel I'm a good listener by taking notes. Yes. And that's, you know, obviously in some of our training. Right. The minute, you, the minute somebody answers the phone and says, hi, this is just Susie Smith, write down Susie. So you right. don't have to say, what, what was your name again? Right, exactly. That, it should never, that should right. never, ever be uttered from your mouth. Right. Now, the worst is, the worst is when somebody says, can I take a message? Yes, please have them call me. Wait a minute, i got to get a pencil. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how a right. pencil and paper can't be by every, right. every phone in the world. Right. I think it should be sold. I think every phone should be sold with paper and pencil. It just boggles right. my mind right. why I have to wait while somebody says, wait a minute, i got to get a pencil. And then this happens. Oh, shoot, it doesn't work. Wait a minute, i got to get right. another one. Oh, shoot. Right. Broken pencil. <laughs> right. Exactly. We, we've all been in that situation, haven't we? You know, and, 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 yes, and it seems, we have. Yes, you know, have. but if you look at my desk and all everywhere around the phone, there's six or seven pens, pencils with little pads, right? You know, you take a <laughs> nap and write on your hand, right. or, you know, write on your hand. Exactly. Do something, don't say what was your name again. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I'm on no, my, it's I'm so on true. My yeah. yeah. I think it's called, I think they hand. call that. No, it's okay. That's, I think they call that active listening, Nancy. I, I had a, I was reading a book by um, his, his name's Andrew Dubrin, and he was talking about how to become a better active listener. And um, he, he talks about paraphrasing. You know, is in, in other words, right. to you know, say, you know, what you just said to me, Nancy, is this. So you make sure that you have understanding. I, I have a, a funny. 30 second paraphrasing story. I was, um, I was teaching from my first business school um, back in, oh God, it was the early 2000s. And, and I had my first big meeting with the <laughs> dean. And I'm sitting in the dean's office and I said, okay, I'm going to paraphrase what he just said to me. So he, he gave me all the directions on what he wanted me to do. And I said, okay, Dean Friedman, so what you said to me is bop, 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 bop. And he says, no, that is not what I said to you. And it made me realize that the power of paraphrasing, because if I didn't say that, we wouldn't have had understanding, you know, and I would have worked on this project and it would have been a total disaster. So there's a lot of power to to active listening and and all those techniques that you teach your clients, isn't it? Follow the system. Yeah. This is what I say to do, then do what I say to do. 
Right. Um, I'm sure you, that's what my father used to say when I said, okay, I'm going to do this. That's not what I said, Nancy. That's right. not what I said. So, right. Yeah, listening skills are, that's an art, not a science. And it, it, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people hear, but they don't <laughs> really listen. I mean, to what right. you're saying. Just, yeah, 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 yeah to death. Right. Like that. It's no, I'm true. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so true. But it's. What's your experience like, Nancy? I mean, in dealing with with all of these different franchises, I know you could. I can never say, okay, do you have a favorite franchise or do you have a favorite like category or something like that? But I mean, th- does anything like surprise? Like, like one of the things that surprises me today with with franchise when I when I first got into this back in. Um, I got involved in franchising in 1999. There was only I think there was like 1,200 franchise systems in the U.S. And I think today they said there's wow. like. Yeah, I think it was like 3,500 or 4,000 different systems. Um, I guess it must be interesting for you to, to, to deal with all types of franchises, big and small, isn't it? I'm glad you brought that up only because one mm-hmm. of my questions for you was, how did you get into franchising? Now, maybe that's another show down the road over the summer or something. Yeah. In, a, in an elevator speech, um, I've never heard how you got into the franchise interviews. Were, were you with a system? It's so much for it's, watching. It's, it's a story. It, it's funny. The story is similar to yours and how you got involved with Telephone Doctor. Because I remember you telling the story. I think it was your insurance company, wasn't it? You were dealing right. with them. You wanted right. to cancel your policy, and um, they right. they were impressed with the. They were impressed with you. They wanted to talk to you first before I guess you left. You know, and they realized that you could offer a lot of value, you know, your, 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 and I, I think your acting background and everything you did before that led to telephone doctor, didn't it? I mean, all that experience. Yeah. In, in, in a nutshell. Doctor. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yes. Yeah. But so with how does, me, how does it that was, compare to your story? right. How does it really say, well, how does that compare? I, I say it was an accident because what happened was I was working on Madison Avenue and um, I started this, business opportunity website. I had to book advertisers for uh, a website and, and the internet was new back in 1999. So I heard about this. It was a franchise show at the, it was the Jacob Javits Center and that's what it was called at the time in New York. Right. So I went to my first franchise show and I go in, I was expecting to see like KFC and McDonald's and things like that. And I saw all these different types of um, franchises, like, the, like there was like shoe repair franchises and print franchises. And I said, Oh my God, I said, this is really, this is interesting, you know? And so I started booking advertisers, franchises. I said, you know what? I have this franchise book. I think it was called the Fran- uh, bonds. I think it was bonds franchise directory. And I just called every one of them in the book, you know? And I said, I have this business opportunity website. I think you'd be a great advertiser on it. And, you know, I did well. Um, but I just, then I discovered a website. It was called franchise America. And they were coming up like a top placement on Google. And, but they had no advertisers on the website. So I, I called the owner of the website and I said, you know, I said, I, I think we should talk. I said, you, you, you're, you're coming up number one on Google. You have no advertisers. You know, I think I can help you. And, and we ended up forming a, a partnership. It was based in Florida. And um, it we took off because it was one of the first franchise websites on the internet. Wow. That's and, a powerful yeah. story, Marty. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, I, I, I can't I believe you, I never told you that story. I, if you did, I, well, I would have remembered that one. I didn't. Um, I never told you the story. Yeah, yeah, I never told you. I know. I, 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 you know, and I, I don't talk. It's interesting you, you mention it because I don't talk about it much on my podcast. You know, it's um, and it's funny with franchise interviews too, Nancy. What, what's What's interesting for me is that you know, 15 years ago, there were hardly any podcasts on the topic of franchising. Today, if you Google it, I think you'll see like about 35 or 40 of them, you know, and I said, oh my God, you know, it's, so I was there at the beginning. I think that's one of my motivations of keep doing the show, you know, as I said, okay, I was there first. (laughs) Yeah, well, you were there first and you're probably in the top three or five because there's, there's the, I don't know, I know of a few, but... Yeah, you know, and there's some good just, ones, too, and I've actually become friends with some of them, too, like through LinkedIn. You know, I actually listen to their show sometimes, sure. you know, um, and and it helps me. I'll, I'll tell you a secret. Like, sometimes, I mean, if I'm going to have a guest on the show, you know, and I've never interviewed them before, you know, I could easily go to, you know, a competitor's podcast and listen to it, and I know everything 
about that guest, you know, so when I have them on the show, it just helps me. That's you know, so, so interesting, that, and you are so good at that. I mean, uh, whether you have notes in front of you or you have a phenomenal yeah. memory, doesn't matter. Uh, you bring up the past to which where people are so appreciative. Um, yeah. I, the likes, and I'm a big Larry King fan. I yeah. was told, never met him, but I was told. Yes. He, if you came on his show and had a book to promote, he would not read the book. He would. He just wanted to ask questions yes. about the book, like you and I would ask. Right. So he never read the book ahead of time, and I found that very surreal, very interesting. Uh, and yeah. I'm sort of like that. I like to ask my own yeah. questions, uh, right? Even if they're silly questions or not silly. Sure. You, you right. Do a, a, I'm honored to be on you. Is three or four oh, times we have. Oh, thank you for saying that. Well, well, I don't know it, if you remember true. the time. You, do you remember the time you and I did? I, I've only did this once in 750 shows. I did it, you know, because I. I was a big fan of James Lipton, you know, is inside right, the actor's right, right. studio. I remember that. Yes. And you having an acting background, I know, I know you've, you've probably certainly seen the show because I find actors to be, and I don't have an ounce of talent, I think, when it comes to acting, but I just find them to be the most interesting people, you know, is, is there something about them that, that just draws me to them, you know, um, maybe because I don't and have I, I can understand. that. Yeah, you probably have more than you're giving yourself credit for, number one. But number two, yeah. my husband made an interesting observation. Every time we see a famous actor on the nighttime shows or anything, mm-hmm. or even on Tucker, even on any of the news shows, they're not very glib. They're, they don't have a script to follow, so they don't know what to say. Right. So you've got to be a real good questionnaire to get this right. succinct answer from them, or they look yes. around and they chew gum and they just, you know, and I'm yep. not going to name, I'm not going to, belittle sure. anybody who I've seen that, that just doesn't have an interview uh, mentality. And there right. are some that have wonderful, wonderful uh, interview mentalities and can answer you intelligently. But some of them just don't know how to right. answer, you know, hey, what did what you do with your vacation? Uh, well, right. uh, uh, yeah, Mexico <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know, just had a good time. So, right. And anyway... <laughs> You told a funny story, and this is this is this is from my memory. As I remember you telling a funny story, <laughs> it made me laugh. Was that you said, you know, sometimes if you haven't seen someone in like let's say you know twenty years, I, I just recently saw one of my cousins. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him in twenty years. <laughs> and you know, he said, "What's going on?" And, and nothing, you know. I say, "Nothing's <laughs> happened new, in yeah. twenty years, <laughs> right?" There's, there's got to be something you can say, right? It's just, but it's so true though. There are right. There's 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 people out there. I guess that that are like that, and those those people are probably not fit for customer service either. You know, we were talking about franchising, Nancy, but not everyone's fit, and you know this better than I do, for a customer service position, are they? Like, what are some of like the, of the, the traits, like the, the the traits that you find in the best customer service reps? We, we talked about following the system, and I think it's something that's teachable. You know, I th- I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but I. Someone like yourself might be able to teach anyone to be a better customer service rep. But what are some of those traits, I guess, that make someone... Well, the top trait, best- without thinking, the top trait goes to sense of humor. It has to yeah. be a sense of humor no matter how serious. Mm-hmm. I've got a, right. a funeral client. i got a funeral client. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny about the funeral business, other than the word F-U-N is in the spelling of funeral, there's nothing really funny right. about somebody passing and, and right. that... And yet, right. relieving some of the tension without becoming, I can't think of the word, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. obvious about it, uh, right, right. really helps. And we've all lost somebody, and the minute somebody right. tells you to, to think about the good stuff and the funny things about pop, you, mm-hmm. you put a smile on your face. Sure. So sense of humor, obviously, in the customer service world, and I'll tell you this secret, and I leave it for you to share with your audience. You don't mm-hmm. you cut it or keep it. Uh, yes. I would keep <laughs> and that's yes. when I'm having a very difficult situation, Dick and I created the system and I say we created it because I've never heard anybody else use it. Mm-hmm. I will go up to somebody and say, I need you to be in a good mood. Right. And everybody says, Oh, okay, yeah, what can I do for you? It just changes. So that right. sometimes the customer needs to be in control. Right. Uh, if I see a poopy face customer service person, I come up and I say, I need you to be in a good mood. Can you do that for me? Because i got an issue. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. Right. Yes, ma'am. What, what, okay, well, here we go. 
So I'm controlling the conversation, and I'm telling, like a child, you know, give me a smile. You know, that is that is critical, and I can't think of too many instances, uh, serious instances, etc. Even saying, "Hey, Mrs. Friedman, we can get this for you." Okay, we are on this for you. That confidence statements is critically important without BSing somebody. Sure. You know, if there's a long wait, then say, we have a four-week wait, but I promise you I'm going to watch for cancellations. I promise you I will, you know, I've, I've got a little reminder file here, and I will mm-hmm. be back to you within within that time frame. And then, of right. course, do it. It's, it's right. when you don't keep the promises. Yeah. Keep your promises, it's, I guess, is another. Yeah. The list is so long, Marty, we could talk for hours. Sure. Uh, no, the and, and I know it is. Right, but you're right though. It's it's it's. I, I I totally agree with you. As I I think that that sense of humor is is just so important. You know, it's it's um, you know, it, and you could apply that to you know leadership or you know really, yes. you know, a, a lot yes. of different concepts, couldn't you? You know, so I I think it's so true. So so what's what's the future, Nancy, of of, of telephone doctor? I know you you know you you have your yeah, you know, your children are, are doing, they're a big part of the organization. I mean, what, what do you, what's the future of Telephone Doctor, you know, in the next year or two years, years down the road? Years ago, people would say, Nancy, if you get hit by a car, what happens to Telephone Doctor? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well, I don't think there will be a person involved. The company is the parent company to ServiceSkills.com, which is a mm-hmm. 19 series, it's a boutique, unique uh, online learning. Uh, right. So basically, you can say we have two divisions. We have online learning and we have Nancy Zoom. And God right. forbid something happens to me, uh, we'll have, have serviceskills.com. But mm-hmm. I believe right. the, the content will live. And that's, that's really what's really important to me yeah, is the right. content. It's out there, right. Uh, it doesn't get changed. My kids know. Of, I mean, they've got it down pat. They were brought up with it. They live it. Uh, yeah. We've got it, – it, and all our employees know – what what the content is, and then when you watch right. the videos on service skills, and I'm not the only I'm not the only thing. We got 19 different series on you know communications wow. management. Uh, wow! If you ever go to serviceskills.com, you know you don't have to go now, but right. it's uh, it's just it's a nice array of uh, of a mixture for a company to take on because there's just a little bit of everything for. There's even a little fun thing on sexual harassment. Is there really? No, wow. I said fun thing because it's done fun with thing. animals instead of people. Oh, I see. Okay, so I have to make light. <laughs> well, no, it, 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 they're, little, they're little vignettes. They're maybe running right. a minute or two minutes on uh, right. also, not only sexual harassment but all sorts of uh, of, of different things, all the yeah. ways that we know today. Right, right, that we need today. No, it's, it, it, it's so true. You know, are, is there any more books in your future, Nancy? I know you've written so many books. You know, and I've read several of them over the years, too. Do you see another book in the future? Yeah, Dick Dick and I are working on uh, the toolbox of customer service. Wow. So what I'm trying to come up with is the A to Z of the toolbox, like an anvil. Yeah, oh, wow, that's clever. And the B and the C will be a chisel and the D, you know, that kind of thing. Right. uh, See, I'd love to see you do an audio version of your book, too. Like, I could see you reading your book. Like, I love books on audible i could see you going into a studio and reading your book like i would love to hear a book read from nancy friedman very thank you for that idea that that was brought up years ago really it would be great well because you have the voice for it too right you have that pleasant voice so i mean um i could see you doing something like that because i know i don't think you've ever done it before you know but i i I think not i would have to i'd have to off off mic we'd have to say nancy this is where you go to audible they I don't know if I pay them or they pay me or whatever it is. Yeah, they have their but, own studios, Nancy, because I, I looked into it, actually. You know, so some of them have their own studio, like where you can go to like, auto, like an Audible headquarters or something like that, and they have the studio there. And I always wonder, though, how they, they do it, though, because I, I'm, I'm thinking from the reading standpoint, it must be hard to like read your own book. You know what I mean? It's just so you have that acting background, so it, it probably flows nice, you know, but um, I don't, when that, I, that's a great idea. Thank you. I am going to follow up on that. I, have I think you should do it. Yeah. I think there's studios out there that would record it as like an MP3 that could be used as an audible file. I, I think that would be, I would love to see you do that, you know, because, um, I'm doing it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love that's, it, Marty. Thank you. That would be great. You're, you're most welcome. Yeah. 
that's and, uh, a high note, a high note to uh, finish up on if we have to, but I, I really appreciate that. I've got a big note here, Marty says. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, I'll be the I first to get the book because, yeah, I'm, I'm like a podcast audible junkie. I, I'm listening to audiobooks all the time, and, um, you know, I, I, I love that, you know, because um, – I could do two things at once then. You know what I mean? Is, is yeah, well, I, people, I they go on a treadmill or they go on a bike ride. Yes. You know they're listening to an audio. That's great. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. What's yeah, the, I'm a, yeah that's right. That's just so true. What's, what's the best way, Nancy, for our listeners to get information on everything that you do, all the different services? You can plug any of the, all the websites that you have um, or, or social media or anything you like. No, you're very gracious. Serviceskills.com will get you the mm-hmm. online and that's service skills with an S. Okay. Uh, I, ha- I highly encourage people to check that out and ask for a demo. Demo's complimentary. And then if they, they liked anything you and I said, it's nancyfriedman.com, F-R-I-E-D, okay. I-B-4-E, except after C, okay. I-B-4-E, uh, <laughs> nancyfriedman.com. Um, and I, I, you know, obviously my very gracious thanks to a wonderful interview. You're very, very good oh, at what you thank do. Thank you. Well, you're, it, it takes, you know what, it takes a great interviewee to have a great interview. You know, not all interviews go like this. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That, but, I, I can't uh, believe, I can't believe it's whatever time it is. Uh, yes, I know. It's like a whole hour has gone by. I know, but I, I knew Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. Or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Well, one of the shows I strongly recommend listening to if you're an aspiring entrepreneur is Stop Riding the Pine. And the show is hosted by Jamie Jay. And Jamie is an amazing interviewer. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a variety of topics. And I had the pleasure of appearing on Stop Riding the Pine. And one of the topics that Jamie and I was were focusing on were key elements to successful franchising. So this particular clip of Great Quote in Franchising, we're going to call this, There's No Creativity in Franchising, and we're going to explain why. What do I want this franchise to do for me? You know, um, why are you considering getting into franchising? Because, you know, a lot of times people that get into franchising, Jamie, I think probably should not get into franchising. They'll go into it for the wrong reasons. Well, they'll see the success of one franchise and they'll say, God, I wish I owned one of these. But that doesn't mean that they should necessarily buy into a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. And sometimes they go into the wrong franchise opportunity. So they might be suited for a franchise but they're getting into the wrong franchise, you know? Um, so I, I think you really have to be, um, you really have to be open, you mm-hmm. know, to, um, uh, to all the different categories that are out there. Um, again, going deep within yourself and asking yourself, what do I want this franchise to do for me? If you don't want to work on weekends, you know, then, um, you know, don't get into, you know, uh, one of these like children franchises where they're real busy on Saturdays or Sundays, you know, so you have to say, you know, what do I want it to do for me? You know, and you ask yourself those deep, um, those deep rooted questions. Perfect. Perfect. I think that's huge. It's, it's very important for people to not jump into something. Absolutely, because it's expensive too, Jamie. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're signing a 10-year contract, you know, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, 10 years of your life. You know, you know, it's it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's oh my gosh, like, 
I, I won't compare it to the, the sanctity of marriage, you know, but right. <laughs> sometimes it, 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 it goes further than that, you know. I mean, having that, that 10-year commitment, you know, so it is a very big commitment um, financially. It's a big commitment. Um, I think you have to have the support from your family, you know, whether it's, it's, it's your wife and your children, because the first year, typically from what I've learned in doing this show such a long time now, is um, it, it takes a long time to, to, to get it off the ground, even if it is a Subway franchise or, you know, a very recognizable brand name, you're still going to be putting a lot of work into it, you know, so right. you might be missing that time from your family. And, and you know, um, sometimes people get into franchising for the wrong reasons as well. Maybe they'll have a bad day at work, you know, and they say, oh, I hate my boss, you know. I'm out of here. <laughs> I want to be my own boss, you know. And, you know, I, I, again, franchising may not be the best alternative for that type of person. You know, there's so many different types of, of levels of, of entrepreneurship. You know, franchising is just one. I mean, you could just initially start your own business where you get to be the creator. You know, there's no, I hate to say this, but there's no creativity in franchising sometimes. You know, I mean, you have to follow somebody else's creation. And that's okay for some people, you know. For me, it, it wouldn't be, you know. Be, and, and I'm assuming in, in getting to know you over time, you know, you might have trouble with that as well because, again, you like to create, you know. I, I, I couldn't get outside of the outside of the structure, but I understand why that would be a good thing because exactly okay, they've been there, they've done that. You won't make the same mistakes that, that the original franchisor made because they found the solutions along the way. And that's part of the attraction. For exactly, exactly. I just I published, um, yeah, it sounds like I'm bragging, Jimmy, but I just got one of uh, a paper published in. Uh, you deserve it. A <laughs> if you'd like to hear that whole interview with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine, all you have to do is go to stopridingthepine.com and you can hear the whole podcast. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. We've, it's hard to imagine that we've been doing it now 10 years ago. It was one of the things I was talking <clears throat> about with Jamie on the show is the longevity of the show is, you know, what started out to be a, a one-month project turned out to be 10 years. So I just want to thank everyone for um, listening to the podcast and, and, and making it such a success. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.